hi hi you guys it's me i'm back i know that it has been a while but i'm a full-time college student now so (laughs) you know things are a little hectic but i just wanted to come on here and have a new discussion you know i have plenty of ideas that i want to talk about but i love to talk about things when i feel like it's the right time when it's uh, you know i feel that it's you know good in my spirit it's the right time like i have a good you know a good feeling about it i don't take this lightly like i i love what i do you know i love doing this for you guys for me for myself it's therapeutic and just knowing that people are willing to hear my voice you know hear what i have to say about some things you know it's just so it's 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 very refreshing i'm very grateful it's very therapeutic you know but um at the same time i just want to be as you know authentic and as truthful as possible coming with the right information the correct facts you know so yeah I just like to take I anyway mean, I need to take some time off from my mental my mental state you know I'm doing good I'm doing well but you know being a full-time college student can get a little stressful so I just like to you know have free time and so yeah anyways um I just want to let you guys know that I'm doing well I'm doing great you know um like I said just stay posted on my social media on the lookout for things follow at mckayls podcast and to stay updated with new episodes being uploaded so our last episode was about the last thing we talked about the last time was about like what almost three weekends ago two and a half weekends ago almost three this saturday will yeah this saturday or this upcoming sunday will make it three weeks ago um we spoke about the significance of certain black roles in honor of chadwick boseman um so yeah this time i know that a lot of y'all are ready for this this time we are going to be talking about the culture of christianity now i know a lot of you guys may be thinking the culture what like what culture of christianity are you talking about so with every religion comes a culture there is a culture attached to almost every religion especially christianity i come from a very religious background one that's of christianity you know so i grew up that way like i know you know I've, I've gone, I've, you know, experienced churches of different denominations. I've experienced, you know, white churches, black churches, mixed race churches. Like I've experienced it all. Um, and along with that, you see a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, so I just wanted to share that and also talk about how the culture of Christianity has shaped the way a lot of us think um in terms of race and just like oppression in general um whether it be racial oppression you know gender oppression sexuality oppression um fine you know economic 
oppression, people that are financially struggling, maybe, you know, just how that is straight, it shapes the culture or the mindset of people when it comes to those things and how the culture attached to Christianity is, it can be toxic. It's not, it's not all the time, but it can be. And I want to say in the beginning of this video, I'm a Christian myself. Okay. Um, I mostly like to identify with spiritual because the label Christian is just, it has a lot of, you know, harmful meanings attached to it. Um, a lot of harmful attributes attached to that, that title that's with that title. But, you know, I grew up, I had a Christian upbringing, so I'm not, I'm not saying every Christian is like this. Every Christian thinks this way or supports these ideas, or, you know, I'm not trying to shine a negative light on Christianity. That is not what I'm trying to do. If anything, I am just trying to shine a light on the toxic parts of it, you know, um, in order for people to be aware of certain things, because there's no point of people being blindsided by the toxic parts of a community that they are a part of, you know, and while it's literally affecting other people's lives in a negative way. So I just wanted to, um, make that disclaimer okay you know please don't take this the wrong way um you know the one of the great things about college is that it allows you to be more open-minded and you are able to learn more about the world and your perspective changes on a lot of things um and with that being said i'm taking five classes one of those classes is literally called um theories of religion and it, we just learn about you know how religion itself shapes the 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 culture um of people and how it affects the way we you know we socialize with people and our society and interact with people and all that um and so we read different chapters uh there's this book that we've been reading called Introducing Religion, Readings from the Classic Theorists. And it's the author is Daniel L. Pals. Um, his last name is P-A-L-S, if you want to look that up, because um, I will be referring to some things out of this book. And, you know, me, like I said, me coming from a Christian background and me being a black female in America, you know, being a part of two oppressed groups in society, I kind of already you know when you're aware of something but you just don't know how to phrase it you don't know how to speak on it correctly because you may not be as educated on it but you've experienced it that that is kind of what this is um so when it comes to you know people trying to justify oppression with you know, religion, using religion as an excuse, particularly, particularly Christianity, I've, I've experienced that, I've seen it, you know, but I just never knew how to put it in the right words, you know, it's, so it's kind of like it's always been there, it's been a part of my life, but now that I've, you know, um, have been educating myself, obviously, because that's what college does, it helps, you know, you educate yourself, you become more educated on the world and different things, um, I feel confident to talk about this. Um, so we just got done having a class discussion today. It was virtual um, over chapter five 
of the book and chapter five of the book is um called religion as agent of economic oppression economic economic i don't know how y'all pronounce it but economic oppression and it has Karl marx as the theorist so what this book does it's basically a book about different theorists um that have you know these different theorists that explain their theories as to why religion is you know bad for whatever reason and they have these evidence that back up their theories and you know um some of the theorists in here they they were like no like for example one of the theorists we talked about was freud and he was a he was a certified crackhead <laughs> like literally so some of the, you know he he wasn't the most uh credible person <laughs> credible source but the one about Karl Marx Karl Marx I actually think you know I don't agree with everything he said but he does make some really good points I know what you guys are thinking the the communist guy now listen I'm not even going to really get into all of that as far as like the communism I just like the the parts where he was talking about um you know religion being like used as an agent of economic oppression because i didn't realize how true that was until i was reading that and as i got to go more in depth with the chapter you know i was reading it so i and i annotated this chapter highlighted it all of that you know any words i did not know i looked up a definition of we discussed it in class so i think i have a really good um understanding of it um so I'm just basically going to talk about some, you know, really good points I think Karl Marx made in regard to oppression and religion. The direct correlation between those two things. Um so give me a second i would just like to find where i would like to start off okay yeah so i would just love to i'm really excited to talk about this you guys because you know different 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 okay so Um, I am so sorry. I would love to start off on the page of this chapter where um, it's page 149. In case any of you are like, in case any of you guys are, you know, people who are very serious when it comes to facts you know stating the facts and having evidence and proof and things like that um i already told you what the name of this book was in the beginning introducing religion readings from the classic theorist by daniel l pals p-a-l-s is how you spell his last name um chapter five is what i'm reading from uh karl marx religion as agent of economic oppression in page 149 
So there's different sections in these chapters in each chapter. In this chapter, I'm starting off on the section where it says the communism of Rhinechester Beobacher. Pretty sure I jacked that up. Anyways, it's page 149, and it says, This short selection, more journalistic and less philosophical in nature, records an indictment less of religion than specifically of the crimes and injustices of the Christian religion. So, I thought this was really interesting. Like I said, me being a Christian. But it says, it starts off with, the social principles of Christianity have now had 1,800 years to be developed and need no further development. Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) So I guess you can kind of refer to these things as bullet points, what I'm about to read to you next. So the first bullet point, the first claim statement that he makes is, he says, the social principles of Christianity justify the slavery of of antiquity antiquity glorified the serfdom of the middle ages and are capable in case of need of defending the oppression of you know oppressed people and even with somewhat doleful grimaces so when he mentioned slavery um i thought that was really interesting because as we all know, well, actually, maybe not everyone knows, but for those of you who do not know, um, racism is actually very deeply rooted in Christianity. You know, it goes all the way back to slavery. Um, you had slave masters that would literally worship with their slaves, pray with them, worship to God with them you know baptize some of them all of that right and then literally (laughs) turn around and beat them and rape them and call them all these horrible degrading belittling slurs um so yeah it's like that's very contradicting right but a lot of those slave masters thought that was fine like they they thought there was nothing wrong with that and they even used christianity their faith as an excuse to you know to do that um and and that to me i was just like wow like you know and another fun fact not really a fun fact but another um thing that also plays into this is you know when the europeans were going to kidnap the africans you know um obviously they were forcing their religion onto the africans and things like that but you know in the bible the bible talks about the christian bible talks about how you know darkness is of evil right and how darkness is not of god darkness is not god like it's evil and of course anyone today with common sense (laughs) would know that you know when it, when the bible talks about darkness being of evil and not of god it means darkness as in like you know anything that's just not god like like you know murder or you know lying stealing things like that right well the europeans back then they took it literally 
not figurative not figuratively so when it in the bible when it talks about how oh you know darkness is of evil it's not of it's not of god they thought that they took that literal not fig not figuratively but literally so when they saw people with dark skin they were thinking oh these people are evil they're not of god because they they have dark skin you know and it's just like really yeah like oh my goodness okay but yeah that also plays into that i just think that's really you know informative like that's good information to know of how that that just shows you that's just one way how it shows you racism is deeply rooted into christianity and how it's been passed down from generation from generation from decade to decade from lifetime to lifetime generation to generation whatever you know by white people certain white people not all of them but certain white christians how you know the wrongdoings of their like you know the wrongful their wrong ways their racist ways have been justified through christianity okay um so the next bullet point says the social principles of christianity preach the necessity of a ruling and an oppressed class and for the latter all they have to offer is the wish that the former may be charitable so that second bullet point is probably my favorite one um because it literally talks about how you know the you know the principles of christianity tries to make it seem like you know there's a reason why like for example for those of you that are christian you know or you grew up christian you know that in the christian community you know christian people or you know the church tries to teach you like oh there's a reason why you're going through this right now god will reward you later on for it or there's a reason why you're you're going through this like you know it's you're going to come out stronger and better than ever so there's almost that that you know that I'm trying to think of the right word <laughs> there's almost that that justification in christianity sometimes where it's like oh you know there's a reason why you're suffering but it's okay because god will bless you you know there's 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 going there's a reason why it's it's necessary it's part of it all and let me tell you why that is somewhat dangerous so you know when it comes to oppressed people marginalized people for example let's use black people you know a lot of times white christians have tried to justify why black people go through what they go through why black christians go through what they go through it's like oh there's there must be a reason why you're going through this there must be a reason why god has you guys going through this if you guys do not know you know martin luther king jr of course people in my generation we we've seen where people praise him and say you know you know shine a positive light on him um but back then he was very disliked <laughs> um you know by lots of people and white christians at that time when martin luther king jr was alive you had white christians at that time literally telling him how he was sinning because when he would do you know the non-violent sit-ins or the peaceful protests or things like that it's like oh you're disobeying the law of the land and if you claim to be the the great christian that you are you will obey the law of the land 
and just wait. Just wait on God's timing. There's a reason why you and your people are going through this. Just wait on God's timing. Okay, so for how long? Because obviously we see that today, in this day and age, nothing has changed. I mean, look at what's happening in the news right now. Breonna Taylor is trending again because, again, once again, another black person who was not served justice. So it's like a lot of white Christians back then were telling Martin Luther King Jr., just wait, just wait on God's timing. Okay, and we're still waiting till this very day. Exactly. You can't tell you can't, you know, who are you to say to just wait, tell somebody to wait on something that you have yet to ever experience. And it's almost like they're trying to make it seem like there's a like God is okay with this. God is not okay with this. God is not okay with this. Like, you know, that 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 that's that's not (laughs) that's that's not justifiable like there's nothing you can say to justify what's happening right now and a lot of white christians have brainwashed black christians into being comfortable with being oppressed you know i've i've learned that a lot of black slaves man were brainwashed into thinking that was how they were supposed to live their life. That's, you know, that's how they were supposed to live their life. A lot of them were brainwashed into believing that because, you know, that's what the slave masters wanted them to think. You know, God is, you know, has you in this position for a reason. This is the way things are supposed to be. And even to this day with the black churches, you see that. And it's like, you know, black people have almost been taught to just take it and deal with it and god will handle the rest but it's like for how much longer though at this point it's just kind of like oh just shut up and deal with it because eventually you know god will 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 take care of all of it like no you know and me uh you know i was attending a my mother and i were attending a um non-denomination predominantly black church for some years and the pastor she was black um very very light but it's just like there were certain things that she would say and do almost to try to like whitewash what black people went through or not she did it's almost like she was scared to acknowledge racism or she didn't even want to really talk about it because it was always god this god that and it's like no as a people as black people as black christians we've become so used to being oppressed comfortable with being oppressed because like oh we're supposed to go through this is expected no you know like this is not how it's supposed to be it was never meant to be this way ever like it's it's wrong you know um and so i i it's it's just wrong and i and i think it's really interesting how in the end of that sentence it refers to the oppressed as charity 
Um, and when I was talking to my professor, because my professor, she's a black female, but she was, I was telling her how, like, you know, when it comes to charity, um, a lot of times black people are seen as charity. I mean, not just in the Christian community, just in general, but yes, specifically the Christian community and it's almost like, you know, I used mission trips, missionary trips as an example, because a lot of times you have a lot of white Christians that will go on mission trips and they will post about it on their social media, come back talking about it, how they, it made them so emotional, this and this and that. And it's like, you can go on mission trips, right, out of the country and help these black and brown people to make yourself feel better. Like you actually did something with your life. But those same black and brown people that you see here and you're back in your home country. Have a lot of the same issues or if not the same issues, the same struggle, but just in different ways. And you can't even help them here, but you got to go overseas to do that. Okay. And some of those same black and brown people that you loved helping, you know, loved teaching about the lord to them you can't even talk to those same black and brown people back home in your home country you don't you you, like you don't even want to interact with us nothing to do with us and i'm not saying that's for all white christians i'm not saying that's how all that's that's what the intent is for all missionary trips but sometimes it's like they don't even see they don't even see for themselves like what they themselves are really doing like do you even understand what you're doing and my my professor she was even saying how it's been proven that missionary trips are more harmful than they are helpful because, you know, even though in other countries Christianity is practiced, it's practiced in a different way, in a different culture. When you have American Christianity, you know, um, the culture of white American Christianity, um you know, taken over to a different country where they practice Christianity a different way, it's almost like, okay, you have to be careful that you're not, you know, trying to push your culture and your ways of Christianity onto them. That that, that may not be the way that they practice, you know? And it's and it's like, I, I don't know. I've just, I've seen, I've literally met some white people that talk about they love their mission trips and this and this and that and you know, helping the little kids and this and that. And it's like, you can't even look me in the eye. You can't even talk to me. Like, there's people like me over here that need help. Like, what? Okay. You know? So, it's almost like, oh, you look at it as, sometimes us as a people, as black people, we're seen as charity. Oh, you pity us. And it's like, oh, I do something nice for you. I'm a good person. No. It's called doing the right thing. Like, being a a decent human being. Like, what? (laughs) Um okay okay like what i don't i don't you know and then the beginning of that sentence i just want to dissect a little bit more on this second bullet point um when it says again the social principles of christian christianity preach the necessity we talked about that right of a ruling and an oppressed class so um white supremacy exists right we all know that right um so 
it is very evident that white supremacy also plays a role in the Christian community. Now, a lot of people are going to have different opinions about this, but having a white Jesus, a white savior, very, very, very corrupt and very harmful in many ways. Um, I know a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, it shouldn't matter what what race Jesus is portrayed as because like it's Jesus, like, you know. So I find that very interesting because when you watch a lot of, you know, these Christian movies where they have Jesus dying on the cross and, you know, or these Christian series where Jesus is in them. Because I trust me, I grew up in the church. I've watched a lot of these things. I've noticed they have every event leading up to Peter betraying him to you know all him going to the to the cross and dying on the cross they have all these different um biblical events accurately portrayed in the bible except the appearance of jesus himself and it's just like you can't tell me that's not intentional the media you know what i'm saying the media and it's like People love to see themselves portrayed in a in a good light, in a good spotlight. And as we know, white people as a whole, their race as a whole, they've always loved to see themselves portrayed as the hero, the the savior, the the nice person, the sweet innocent people. When history has proven the exact opposite, modern day times have been have proved the exact opposite. Um, so, you know, a lot of times it's like when you see this white savior for people of color, particularly black people who are Christians, when you've been told to look up to a savior who's constantly being portrayed as white, as pale, the same person, you know, the same white man that is literally, when I say white man, I mean like just, you know, the highest power, the most privileged. I'm not, nothing personal against white men, but <laughs> you know, when you see the same white man that's oppressing you. It's just like, huh? Like, you're thinking, oh, there's something wrong with us. There, there, maybe there's something wrong with me. It can be very dangerous in that kind of way, in that kind of concept. You know, um, there's even a documentary of white scientists using science to connect it to the Bible. Proving that Jesus is, in fact, was, was in fact, not European. The Bible doesn't describe him as being European. He was a Jew who was who had brown skin and wool-like hair texture. Black people are the only race that have wool-like hair texture on this planet. And yes, there are white people that have wool-like hair texture. But guess what? Every race is a descendant from black people. Another scientific fact. Look it up. Anyways, so um, that is the end of me digesting that second bullet. The third one, the social principles of Christianity place the dot 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 compensation for all infamies in heaven and thereby justify the continuation of these infamies on earth. So, again, it's basically saying like, um, you know, in the Christian community, oftentimes we hear from the higher power, the 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 privileged, whether it's racially privileged, gender privileged uh financially privileged whatever we oftentimes hear oh 
you know, they tell the, the, the lower class people, the oppressed people, oh, it's okay. Just it's okay if you're suffering right now here on earth, because once you die and go to heaven, you will never have to suffer or go through those things ever again. You know, just just put up with it while you're here on earth. And then when you get to heaven, you know, that's it. It's over for you. And it's like, like I said before, it's easy to tell someone to endure a struggle that you yourself have never had to endure, (laughs) you know? And it's like, yes, we are going to face hardships in life, you know? That is obvious, but just telling someone to put up with oppression, to put up with being mistreated, simply just for who you are as a person that's wrong that no like i mean as you know just where are your morals like i don't even know what evidence you need for me to just say that that's wrong um and then the next bullet point says the social principles of christianity declare all the vile acts of the oppressors against the oppressed to be either a just punishment for original sin and other sins or trials which the lord and in his infinite wisdom ordains the redeemed um the social principles of christianity preach cowardice self-contempt submissiveness submissiveness and humbleness in short all the qualities of the rabble and the which will and the poor which will not permit itself to be treated as rabble needs its courage its self-confidence its pride and its sense of independence even more than its bread the social principles of christianity are sneaking and hypocritical and the poor is revolutionary so much for the social principles of christianity (laughs) that that last part was a little comical but yeah so you know Karl marx was basically saying how in a way christian religion in this part he was specifically you know referring to christianity but he was saying how religion particularly christianity is used um in a bad way people abuse their power and their privilege um by using christianity as an excuse to do so which is so horrible i think you know because it's like you're basically like using god's word um in a manipulative way um you know it's just very wrong uh and i just i just i think it needs to stop you know um Obviously, with everything that's went on this summer, we know that you cannot call yourself a Christian and then be racist. Like, you know, you can't have hatred in your heart, hatred or bigotry in your heart, and then claim to be a Christian, you know, and you can't do that. Like, in newsflash, you can't get into heaven. <laughs> um, If you're racist, like, you just can't. You know, um, I'm pretty sure George Washington and all the other slave masters thought the same thing. But when they died and they opened their eyes and saw flames, they were surprised. Um, (laughs) No, seriously, though, like you can't like it's just not that that's so contradicting. Like what? Um, So, yeah. You know. So that is pretty much 
the only section I wanted to read. This book is really informative. It opens up your eyes. Um, it talks about how um, oppression is also justified in a you know social class way as far as the rich versus the poor um and one on page 151 one part that i highlighted it says the disappearance of class culture is to him identical with the disappearance of all culture basically saying how you know someone that is rich right who's a billionaire of course back in those times they were referring to people that were like kings and queens princes and stuff like that but in our modern day time we would be referring to people that are like billionaires or whatever you know um that's all they identify with like that's that they literally you know allowed their wealth and their status to define who they are as a human being which is why a lot of them are depressed <laughs> different different topic though um but you know it's like you you can't you can't do that and they just want to forget about the poor and um like i said you know a lot of people use christianity as an excuse to justify what you know oppressed people have to go through and then one part on the same page at the bottom it says rescue education from the influence of the ruling class i thought that was very interesting because whether you're speaking from a racial standpoint, you know, financial standpoint, gender standpoint, sexuality standpoint, whatever, you know, it's like the ruling class, people who are privileged, basically, the superior, whatever, they always want to try to give their two cents um, for something that, that they do not understand, they do not experience. Um, and it's like, sometimes, like I said, they manipulate the 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 bible as as we talked about pre, you know just a few minutes prior they manipulate the bible into trying to make it like it's okay for people to be oppressed and a lot of black christians have been brainwashed into believing so false like just just not the right way to be educated right so i thought that was really in, interesting rescue the education from the influence of the ruling class um let me see you know he makes some really good points in here so you know i think that's all i wanted to talk about well actually there is a section in here that is titled socialism and religion that's another great section to speak on um and some i'm just going to read some of the parts that i highlighted it says it is a slave society since the quote-unquote free workers who all their life work for the capitalists are quote-unquote entitled only to such means of subsistence as are essential for the maintenance of slaves who produce profit for the safeguarding and perpetuation of capitalist slavery um so you know I'm not even going to get into the whole capitalism thing, but like I said, 
great way of explaining how it can be a trap for those that are oppressed. Religion is one of the forms of spiritual oppression, which everywhere weighs down heavily upon the masses of the people overburdened by their perpetual work for others. So when you think of the working class, essential workers, this pandemic is a great example of this. Um, You know, a lot of people in higher up places, you know, when it, you know, when it came to the social workers, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, um, there was not much sympathy for them, even though they were the were the ones working nine to five jobs. And a lot of these people in higher positions don't even do that, <laughs> but they're still getting paid more, you know, and a lot of people turn to religion during this pandemic as a way as a safe haven you know um the another thing i highlighted on page 168 at the very bottom states complete separation of church and state is what the socialists demands the socialist poor people demands of the modern state and the modern church so there used to be this whole you know debate over whether like should church and state stay separate or should they be combined you know i know at one point you could not bring up politics religion anything controversial um on your job you know in the workplace or even at schools now that has changed (laughs) that has changed um a, a whole lot you know so it is definitely being combined even though a lot of people have lost their jobs to to speaking out about certain things or you know they out of fear of losing their jobs speaking out about certain things it definitely has been combined um And another thing, the last thing I highlighted in this chapter that I thought was really, really great. It says, no number of pamphlets and no amount of preaching can enlighten the poor if it is not enlightened by its own struggle against the dark forces of capitalism. So, like I said, I don't even want to get into the whole capitalism thing. But just, you know, oppression in general. No matter how many songs you sing, no matter, you know how much you pray oppression is oppression it's never going to go away racism is never going to go away um you know it's just there it exists and i think it's time that the church acknowledges it and for the first time this year this summer the churches have been forced to acknowledge it like you cannot preach to god's people in the same breath you know and not mention like the oppression that a lot of them a lot of us are facing and there has always been a great divide between you know black christians and white christians um and like yeah you have mixed churches but i know that mixed churches were not always you know comfortable with speaking out on certain things like that certain topics like that because you know nobody wants to shake the table like no call it out it is what it is and yes i do think i i do wish hope someday that us as all christians can come together and worship you know 
um worship the same god that we are all that we are all made from but with that comes along um you know the acknowledgement like you have to acknowledge the facts you know um you have to acknowledge the facts you have to so yeah I just wanted to talk about that. You know, I am currently going to a PWI. If you do not know what that stands for, it stands for predominantly white institution. And it is a Methodist based church. I mean, Methodist based um, college, you know, so it's uh, the culture up here is very different. I will say that, Um, you know, so it has been a little hard navigating um through the culture of it up here um in north georgia it's very southern um you know and finding people who are christians like me as well because i know you know sometimes in areas like this up here a lot of the churches or christians try to justify what the kind of things that we've been seeing happening this year and that's not okay you know so I thought this would be a really interesting topic to talk about just to do an episode on this, you know. Um I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I wasn't the smoothest with the talking, but um you know, I've I've been busy. It's been a while since I've just talked directly into my phone. So I hope you enjoyed it and I tried to provide as much facts and evidence and information as possible. So, like I said, if you want to go and check this book out for yourself, just to read it. It's very interesting, very educating, you know, informative. Definitely opened up my eyes a lot more. Um, I definitely have some more topics I'm going to talk about soon. Whenever that will be. I do not know when, but like I said, when I am ready to. So, I will see you guys next time. And you guys have a nice rest of your day or evening whenever you hear this i love you guys bye and don't forget to stay updated you know stay up to date with my social media bye love you